How to learn about yourself. One of the hardest questions in life to answer is what do you want to do? Especially when you have no idea what you want to do or you are going through a transition. I can't tell you how many times I've screwed up through this question. It's also tough to respond to that question even when you really do know what you want to do with your life but aren't doing it yet because you don't know how to make it happen. It's very simple. It's a very simple question. But yet it's tough for many of us to answer. I often wondered why. I know you do. I believe the question causes us so much agony because as social species, we don't like disappointing others. We want to feel accepted. We are hardwired for it. When you give someone an answer you think they want to hear, you might satisfy your feelings for social acceptance, but you still end up disappointing yourself. <laughs> Quite a paradox, isn't it? You aren't being honest with yourself because you didn't give yourself permission to be true to yourself. It's not a fun feeling. You never confidently answer the question until you make the time to start systematically learning about yourself. So I've provided for you a checklist of things you have to learn everything about you. But how do you even get started with something as broad as learning about yourself? As big as a topic as it is, getting starting, started with it doesn't have to be hard. If you're feeling lost, this audio will show you how to learn about yourself and why it's so important to designing a lifestyle you want. Number one, or step one, designing your lifestyle. There are endless reasons why people want to transform their lives. You might be motivated to get out of debt become financially independent, gain more control over your life, spend more time with family, travel more, focus more on your passion, or reduce the stress, like me. 
Regardless of the motivation, I believe the process of transforming your life begins by making your work work for you. To understand how you want to work, you first need to learn about yourself. I don't know how many times I've told my coaching clients that you have to learn about yourself in order to learn your business, in order to learn your work, in order to know your purpose. You have to know thyself. It's the most important subject you will ever learn. Most people attempt lifestyle design by modeling themselves after someone else. You see a hairstyle, I like that, and you adapt it. You see a lipstick color, I like that, and you adapt it. You should see shoes or a dress, I like that, and I, da I adapt it. You even adapt codes of conduct from organizations, work, church, community, friends. But to me, this seems completely black backwards. I believe lifestyle design is, is about accepting who you are, aligning with your needs on purpose, not copying some online guru or some fashion designer or some model or fashionista. The more you learn about yourself, the better equipped you'll be designed, you'll be able to design a lifestyle truly unique to your values, your needs, your abilities, and your motivation. Especially if you're considering working for yourself. You need to get to know yourself first. I can't tell you how many entrepreneurs build a business seeking more freedom, but end up completely miserable because they built a business out of alignment with their work needs. Your life is huge and vast subject. That's a lot, there's a lot to know. Here are the key subjects I believe you need to know to successfully design your lifestyle around more satisfying work. Number one, your personal productivity. How would you like to work? What have you always wanted to do for work? Why do you work? I'm giving you permission to answer these questions as honestly as possible. And I'll give you a few seconds. I'll repeat them again. How would you like to work? Write it down. What have you always wanted to do for work? Why do you work? Mm. 
We've all been taught to work in a way that might not seem natural to us as individuals. I think many of us don't like working because we don't work in a way that makes sense to us. For example, my peak performance period for work occurs around 10 to 6 p.m. each day. I also prefer a mix of working on my own and collaborating with others a few times a week. I want the value of my work to be based on quality of my output, not the amount of time I put into the office. Additionally, I need to spend at least an hour a day performing physical activity outside like working, walking, or yoga, or exercising to energize myself. I also want the freedom to decide how much time I spend with my family. Now, as you imagine, I'm not cut out for nine to five. You might not either. And it may be the cause of your stress. The needs I listed about the ingredients that optimize my personal productivity is not what makes everyone productive, but it's what makes me productive. Most likely, likely the ingredients for your personal productivity will be different from other people as well. I wouldn't be nearly as productive if I had, spent, if I had to spend more energy trying to conform to the work style and the one-size-fits-all standard. One of the most draining experiences of my life has been working out of alignment with, the work, with my work needs. So let me be clear. I enjoy working, but on my own terms. I once thought being productive meant getting more done in less time. I thought managing my time more effectively was a way to my productivity. I've now realized the key to my productivity is all about how I manage my limited energy. <laughs> One of my biggest boosts to my energy was making the decision to work in alignment with my needs. Now I may have a strange work time to you, but I realize I only have three to four hours of energy to create high quality work. Believe it or not, I spend less time working now than I did in an office, yet I'm far more productive. I owe that learning to the fact that I conformed and aligned with my personal productivity. Two, your why. Beyond money, why do you work? Of all the different options for work, why do you do the work you do? If you aren't quite sure what you want to do, 
Ask yourself, why don't I want to do the work I'm doing right now? Which aspects do I enjoy and not enjoy? Why? If you want to design your life around the work you've always wanted to do, you have to be clear about your why, your purpose, the reason that motivates you to work every day. I have cultivated a habit of asking myself why about anything I'm about to do or about anything I'm going to think about doing what I want to do. It has been one of the easiest and most effective self-awareness habits for me to practice. That simple question stops me in my tracks so I can take a moment to make sure my decision is in line with my needs and my purpose. I can't tell you how much time, energy, and anxiety it has saved me from. Once you nail down your why, all your decisions and actions will flow from the design and your ideal lifestyle. What is your why? Three, values. What's more important to you? What kind of work are you willing to do or not to do? Why? Okay, I'm gonna give that to you again. What's important to you? What kind of work are you willing to do or not to do? Why? I like to think of values as your personal code for guiding your actions and responses to any variety of circumstances. They provide a core set of perimeters for how we, how you will design your life and work going forward. They are the foundation of your personal productivity. They provide the blueprint for living your why. These are your values. One of my core values is valuing experiences over material possessions. I love the experience of being able to walk, to travel, to be involved socially because of the experience, not because of the material possession but I want to be in the moment. When I'm about to buy a physical product, I always think about how it can either enhance my experience or detract from them. I also value simplicity. It's not necessarily looking for the easy way out, but rather actions that make the best use of my time 
and energy. I am constantly seeking ways to reduce the number of decisions I need to make each day or the number of steps I'm given in a process. What are your core values? Four, your motivations. What gets you excited to take action without being coerced? If you wanna work for yourself, you need to clearly understand your sources of motivation. Is it money? Working for others, spending more time with your family, competition, helping others, solving a big problem. Your motivations are how you live your why and act in an alignment with your values. Your motivations will be your new boss. You'll also need to understand how to harness the power of your motivations to provide you with a sustainable source of energy as you design your ideal lifestyle. I'm very frugal with my money. It's one of my motivations. I recently decided to go out and rebrand my product so I can focus on peak performance. So I had to make sure that when I said I was going to pay $99 or $185 a month, that it was going to be cost effective and that I would use it or be involved and get my money's worth. What are your motivations to work? Number five, how you learn. Learning new skills doesn't stop you once you leave college or get a college degree. Learning doesn't just take place in an academic institution. You're going to constantly, constantly need to learn new skills. If you want to work on your terms and thrive in your dynamic, changing economy, you're going to have to learn. Many of us have a fear of learning because the way we were taught to learn in school was out of alignment with our personal learning style. We were never given a choice. But now, you have a choice. I don't ever remember being encouraged to discover my style of learning. I was taught by listening to lectures, reading books, and doing homework to practice new concepts I learned in class. I was told how to learn. I learned primarily by remote memorization. I was taught to be motivated by giving, getting good grades. But as an adult, 
I've realized my natural motivation for learning is the opportunity, opportunity to experiment and figure things out for myself. What may motivate you to learn something new? Maybe you like to experiment like me and learn from my mistakes, or maybe you totally different in your motivation. Many people learn better in collaborative groups. Some being forced to sit alone working on an assignment would be, would be torture. Reading is dreadful form of learning for some so they prefer listening to audio lessons or lectures. You might be a visual learner. I need help. I need to see concepts drawn out and presented different contexts. Formal certification led by an instructor might be your thing to learn a new skill. Or maybe you're content watching series of videos on YouTube at your own pace. It doesn't matter the method you choose, so long as it's in line with your motivations and your personal learning style. How do you learn? Six, your habits. Your habits tell you everything about how you spend your time, money, and energy. Your lifestyle is the sum of your habits. Therefore, it's essential to build the right habits if you want to start, want to start working for yourself. You need to start assessing your habits and deciding which ones to eliminate, strengthen, or change as you redesign your lifestyle. Habits are the engine of lifestyle's transformation. Weight loss, breaking an addiction, or getting out of debt all start with changing habits. That's it. Changing habits can be very challenging, but new habits can also make your life a lot easier when they finally take hold. In terms of redesigning your life around your unique purpose, I recommend tracking the following habits. How you spend your money, how you spend your time, how you manage your personal energy, and how you process your feelings. Which of these Existing habits will help you work on your terms. Seven, your strengths and abilities. Most of us limit our capabilities to the list of skills and work experiences we have on our resume. Designing your ideal lifestyle requires you to assess as much wider scope of your abilities in both your professional and your personal lives. I define your abilities as your natural strengths, talents, and marketable hard skills, people, soft skills, 
life experiences, special work projects, hobbies, and all of life skills. What are your core strengths and abilities? For this one, I would like you to write them down. You know, stop the audio and write down what are your core strengths and abilities. Remember I said, I define your abilities as your natural strengths, your talents, marketable skills, people skills, life experiences, special work projects, hobbies. Write it down. Your personality. Eight, your personality. I like to think of your personality as a natural tendency and preference for interacting with people in the world. Understanding the quirks in your personality will help you better understand how you like to work and the type of people that best complement your personality type. Consider taking a personality test if you've never taken one. There are several options, so I recommend Mayor Briggs assessment. It's probably the most widely used one and it's easy and available. My philosophy on self-assessments, use them as a guide for your self-awareness practices, but not as a fixed interpretation of who you are. Take them with a grain of salt. How would you honestly assess your personality? Nine, emotional intelligence. There's a school of thought that believes your emotional intelligence may be a better predictor of success than your rational intelligence, your IQ. Emotional intelligence, EQ, is your ability to manage your emotions, how effectively you interact with other people, your capacity for empathy, and how well you are able to focus. These are all crucial abilities to, to make your self-employed lifestyle sustainable. You can start learning about EQ or emotional intelligence by becoming more self-aware about how you react to people. This will give you a sense of how well you understand the needs of others and how to minimize your explosive reactions. Your ability to delay gratification is another area to consider monitoring to get a better sense of how well you can focus, cope, and sustain your motivation. You describe your emotional intelligence. 
10, your self-confidence. I want to be completely honest with you. Abandoning predefined paths like a nine to five lifestyle to create your own path takes a ton of self-confidence. So when you're ready to abandon that nine to five, when you're ready to go out and just conquer the world with this newfound purpose of yours, it takes a ton of self-confidence. Don't be delusional about your abilities by overestimating them because you don't, you didn't take the time to evaluate. On the other hand, don't seek validation for each and every decision you make. Self-confidence is a delicate balance. It's about cultivating feelings of self-assurance. It's having the courage to experiment and to learn from mistakes when you fail. You will also want to assess your sources of self-confidence when you're going through tough times. Who can you call or what can you do to boost your confidence when it needs a lift? What gives you reassurance? Your confidence helps you know both when to hold back and when to move forward on your own terms. What makes you feel self-confident? Eleven, anything holding you back. If you want to completely transform your life, it's time to deal with your issues. We all have them. Face your fears, challenges, challenge your expectations. Here are a few things that you might be holding back unknowingly, your fears, your cravings, your negative thoughts, your desires, your expectations, your risk tolerance. It's time to unload your baggage, make sense, make space for your big change in your life. It's holding you back from what you always wanted to do. Your fears, your cravings, your negative thoughts, your desires, your expectations, your risks, they're all holding you back. Learning about yourself. There are many different assessments you can take to learn more about yourself, but there's no formal assessment for the many areas of your life I'm advising you to learn about today. So what's the best way to learn about yourself? Start a writing habit. That's right, writing. By tracking one, of you, one or a handful of areas in your life. I've interviewed maybe 200 plus people who successfully transformed their lives. And I've asked them, what was the most important habit that helped you make your transition? Over half of them said it was daily writing habits. Some kept an old fashioned writing journal 
or a diary, some built lists in Evernote, and others tracked their thoughts by keeping notes on their phone. It didn't matter what they wrote or how they did it. What mattered was a creation of writing habit that worked for them. I keep a write a running note in my phone, by my bedside, and in my writing journal. Start monitoring your feelings, specifically your most positive and negative feelings each day. Look for patterns to discover new possibilities in your life. Be a student of yourself. Start taking notes. So life skills do matter. And learning how about yourself is the first key. And it's the hardest question to answer of what do you want to do?